0: What's good, everyone? It's the podcast. We're the Mike for the Puerto Rican powerhouse himself. Back at it again. Chris and Joel Ramos. And I said that backwards. Ah, screw it. Anyways, we are finally here. Finally at the finale of the Netflix original series, The Umbrella Academy. Dramatic pause. So, yeah, where do we leave off? Well, we left off with Reginald, whose real-life wife is ill we see a flashback of a young Reginald. well young itch i mean he's probably in his 40s here but he's a full-grown man with a wife and a house and i'm assuming somewhere in england and he's uh, his wife's very ill and it shows that she's pretty much ailing to death like it's almost that time and he's truly in love with this lady and you know it's a sad somber uh, beginning to the finale of the series uh because we get to see more originals pass and him being more human and having a physical emotion with another human being because as far as what we've seen in the first nine episodes he's been very callous and calculated and very analytical and robotic and f- just focused on work and solely on just work because he doesn't give a shit about anybody else but himself and that's what his, sim- his children not siblings, his children see of him but that's what they don't know of him so it looks like this is somewhere in like the 20s, 30s, or 40s. I don't know how old Reginald is, but it definitely is uh, old school time. does not seem very current age. And Reginald Hargreaves is on a boat to America by himself after his wife's, I'm assuming, passing. They're, they allude to what I'm actually saying. And, um... He buys an umbrella factory that's going on for sale, which explains a lot. The puns, the whole thing of the Umbrella Academy. So he literally bought a umbrella factory and converted it into his business mansion, whatever you wanna start at. And he buys it and that's what the show starts. And we go back to the modern times or Vanya in Phoenix mode. I I just call it this. She's just, you know, looking like riding for more raiden from Mortal Kombat with the white eyes like completely possessed by her own power she's a hit you know ultra instant Goku like she's she is going in and her powers to taking over her wreaking havoc through the house mansion manor whatever you want to call this place tearing it down brick and mortar like piece by piece so Pogo and the UA I call it the UA the Umbrella Academy not the other UA that we know of from a different type of franchise Uh, the Umbrella Academy tried to escape the mansion as she's possessed by her own mutant powers destroying everything in sight around her and then we're having flashbacks of her younger years and she's destroying the glasses like she has training uh, she's like around four four years old or so and um, Reginald's there testing her powers uh, with a bunch of wine glasses getting her to focus and destroy the glasses and it gets to the point where she's not in control of her powers and it's where this starts Reginald starts getting afraid of her and builds this secluded area that we've seen from previous episodes so here we are rubble hits klaus diego and almost kills diego but luckily ben's ghost i shit you're not ben's ghost saves diego uh, i don't know how does that mean this ghost is now poltergeist or does that mean that Klaus's powers are evolving where he can actually bring back like a necromancer brings back the dead so we get a flashback back to the Battle academy again with their younger kids and you know it's pretty much she's going through all the bedrooms and seeing scenarios that she's lived through all her siblings not accepting her like moments where uh Allison and uh, Luther almost kissed because they're curious teenagers uh, where all the other boys are just suiting up for missions and she just is left out like, what are you doing? You have no powers. Just get her out of her way. Like She did not feel wanted. She did not feel like she was part of the family. And I get it. As being the one without powers, you're pretty much like the uh, black sheep of the family. And so you feel as such well, not having powers because you don't know about it because you've been mind-swiped. Because her powers are OP powerful. So here we got the flashbacks. She's destroying everything in modern times. Pogo tries to calm her down, but only gets killed in the process. Because he admits to knowing everything and keeping it from her all these years. So she's an accomplice. He's an accomplice in this whole thing. And she's snapped. She's beyond snap. But Pogo is ready to go down for this. To let everyone else leave alive. Because the kids aren't at fault. It's definitely those involved behind the scenes so here we got Allison Luther manage to escape um, 5 confirms Vanya is the apocalypse I kind of knew this when I finally seen Vanya's powers like I mean when in any again there's many parallels to the X-Men comics where she is very much the Jean Grey psychic powers type and psychic powers in any medium always um, is always world ending it goes beyond physical limits and it goes into this like superhuman mode because it is what is the human mind at 100% capacity essentially what is a human mind is a superhuman mind it creates this chaotic being that cannot be contained in its in its human shell so it's, it's again very much many parallels to the x-men without being too on the nose like she's not covered in fire she is not some alien creature she's just a very much like legion actually where she is so damn strong, like this shorty is strong as hell, and she is, you know, psychologically potent, but she can't control it because she hasn't had the right training. Instead of being trained, it's been suppressed. So it's all going to hell because they neglected this power instead of trying to get it to get harnessed. So essentially, Reginald's a terrible version, terrible-ass version of Professor Xavier, where he did nothing and he just brushed it all under the rug. And now it's exploding on everyone all at once. That's what Vanya is. The karma for years of neglect. Instead of getting this young girl to know and master hell, she could have been a strong member of the team if they actually focused on this. So here we go. And then we got the handler. And she tells on um, uh, Hazel about Vanya, number five, and how they were duped and conned into killing each other. So they're trying to do fives bidding and Vanya is dressed in a black suit looking like a bad bitch like she's there going to recital dress like literally looking like a hitman hit woman hit person like a damn assassin she's just looking like something straight like a jeep like she's something out of a men in black like just all black everything black she, oh like the blues brothers there we go with the black shades and everything and she goes in the city bus and even a little girl on the bus catches her attention because of the way she just looks cool like she's just oozing cool so I guess in many (laughs) comic kind of reminds you of Spider-Man like you have to become cool to become evil or vice versa I don't know it's just one of those funny things right so they are a group at the bowling alley because they have no base of operations so they're just meeting at a random ass bowling alley like some local small town local bowling alley where they can just its like a family there for a birthday party just like a small like dead night (laughs) I don't know if it's Tuesday Wednesday it just seems like a quiet night Random ass bowling alley that they all just live at So it's just funny because it's like They last minute can't find somewhere to be So they just meet up at a bowling alley And then the actual bowling alley Employees are like are you guys going to actually play Or like not Because you know you're taking up space in the lanes And you can't just Hang around here all day so Either play or get out of here So you know it's one of those funny comedic moments That bring up that you put between dramatic scenes To like cut down the tension because it's some serious shit they're talking about and they want to slow it down a bit. So, there we got Luther apologizing to Allison because he was sleeping with some other girl at a club. So, it kind of brings back these memories and attractions when they were younger. Again, they're not related by blood at all. So, it's not creepy. But it is kind of creepy because they grew up like siblings. But then again, they all kind of grew up in an orphanage. They did not grow up as an actual family. They grew up as a an army of children children. Yeah, child army. So they don't really feel like siblings. Similar like in the X-Men um, high school. Like all the students aren't exactly relatives. They just all take the same courses and they're all, it's almost like living at a dorm school. And so pretty much it's an orphanage. They went from one orphanage to another orphanage. No, actually, no, they never went to an orphanage. They just were taken away from the parents willingly for money. So they were given away and put in this orphanage which is the Umbrella Academy. They were raised like child soldiers for something, some bigger, greater cause, according to the regiment. So out of nowhere is they're trying to figure out what to do next. Here comes a death squad, same death squad from last time he was looking for five, and they walk into Bowling Alley looking like they're ready to kill somebody, like it's Terminator 2, and they're just shooting away, getting back to the action. The sequence is crazy, the music goes on, lights flicker off, and the Umbrella Academy is trying to you know, survive because they're getting attacked. Five catches up with the handler and Vanya's at her concert and, you know, she's first chair so she's front row, and center leading this orchestra and then Hazel kills the handler because he's cutting all the loose ends and the handler's like, you're stupid if you do this but guess what? He does it because the handler isn't a deity being. She's just a human being in a position So just put another handler in her place. So she's just this fearless. So it is what it is. And Hazel's fed up with this whole thing. The world's going to end in two days anyway, so why does he even care? Or the same day, actually. So the Emberling Academy sneak up on Vanya and film miserably. And um, the death squad arrives at the show. They've been following them even after the bullying. They keep following them around everywhere. Cha-Cha somehow is still alive and ends up fighting Diego. And this is where Diego battles his own demons. like, is the revenge for vengeance? Like, what, you know... His old partner, flame, would want, and then he takes back. Doesn't kill Chacha at all, which is nice to see. He's actually changing his ways of his vigilancy ways into a non-killing mode, because that's just the easy way out. In my personal opinion, you're still going to live with those demons no matter what you do. So Klaus's powers grow even more, and he's able to summon Ben. And Ben's actually using his powers. To help with the death squad. And Ben's got this like weird tentacle powers where he could just, you know, summon like a Kraken, just summon tentacles out of everywhere and, you know, take down enemies left and right. So he's just there going in, you know, and then the, the rest of the Umbrella Academy can finally see Ben. And this whole time they didn't believe Klaus because, of course, Klaus is a drug addict or recovering drug addict. And the fact that he's sober, his powers are finally being able to be harnessed, just like Reginald said in his little fever dream. Back in the club, so it's about time Klaus can use his powers. They've evolved past a certain point where they can do more than just being able to talk to the dead. Now he's a legitimate necromancer. So this shit is getting good, man. As the finale's approaching, I'm just like, here, like this is getting, this is lit as hell right now. So you know we got Allison, who's distracting. She's in, she's in the back of the chairs. mute still from, you know, her voice getting slit from previous episodes. She's giving the guys directions. And um the psychic wave hits the moon that well she sneaks up behind Vanya with a gun, but instead of shooting her, what she does is she points a gun past her, so the sound distracts her and kinda of snaps her back in her senses before actually her getting killed. And that loud bang next to your ear, I don't know if you ever shot a gun, that shit's loud, it's gonna like hit me. it's gonna hurt your ears. Like the echo, the, the volume of it, it's yeah. So whatever trance like state she was, she snaps out of it. But this psychic wave, like, laser thing she shoots goes right to the moon like the Death Star. And it looks like the moon's about to destroy itself. And it is. It slowly cracks, and then it just shatters. So the apocalypse is now meteor shower hitting the Earth and destroying every life as we know it. So 5 has an idea to time travel to safety and kind of undo, kind of pull like the uh, End Game in the Infinity War, redo the mistakes that fix everything up because he needs his whole family to get this done because by himself he's unable to do so much but now he actually has a whole family so it's like let's see if I can actually use my powers if Klaus's powers who's been under so many uh, psychedelic drugs and also other kind of drugs if he can harness his power let me see if mine can grow and I can teleport all of us to safety and just last minute before the earth explodes and life as we know it ends that's exactly what happens And then that's the end of the first season. And I'm just like, damn, this is the great ass ending because it ends in a high note. So, you know, just seeing this happen, it just got me so like, ah, got a big ass tease. But luckily, I didn't, I waited a whole damn year to see season one. And guess what just premiered on Netflix last week? None other than season two, baby. So I don't got to wait a whole damn year to review the second season. I'm right on this ASAP. So, As I wrap up the first season, stay tuned for the second season coming soon. Of course, I want to indulge in it, watch it, dissect it, take notes, and really get deep into it. So thank you for following me in this journey of finishing up season one of the Umbrella Academy. And I hope you enjoyed it. And I give this whole show a five-star rating. It was so good. As a guy who was a skeptic, because I did not read the comic graphic novel, I am not a big fan of smaller scale indie comics that I'm unaware of, but this comic blew up over the years, over the last decade or more, and I should have given it a chance back then, because it would be nice to go in with knowing some of the lore and not having to backtrack, because it did look like an like a, um, interesting comic book to look at, but I don't know why I had reservations about it, maybe because I wasn't a Chem fan, so like, I, I kind of learned to separate the art from the music, like, this was an incredible piece of storytelling so maybe the graphic novel is something i gotta revisit and you know open my third eye and like literally just sit down and see if i can enjoy the same as a show so from now on i mean i don't any bookstores left in the world these days but just be more open to new things that aren't mainstream and you'll find some new treasures out there that you can really dig deep in and create some new fandom for that you can enjoy yourself I'm at the point, I want to see other things. I want to see other things, like Why the Last Man is this TV series. I want to see, you know, Dark Tower. I want to see everything in comics and graphic novels. Get adaptions, whether it's film, TV show, miniseries, whatever. But this was an amazing show, and even non-comic book fans, or even sometimes comic book fans, are finally getting into it because the hype is so good, because they can't deny a good show. And guess what? People are now getting into it. So season two just premiered last week. And I can't wait to see the rest of it or see you. at all. I haven't got you yet. So thank you all for tuning in. This has been the finale review of the Netflix original series, The Umbrella Academy. I am one Puerto Rican powerhouse, Mike for Hire, the podcast mercenary himself, Christian Joel Ramos. Signing off. Until next time, uh, stay safe and take care.